Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It is Friday, January 6th. This is episode one, season three of Anything Goes Podcast. Let's get it. Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to our first full show of the new year it's me chris and of course i'm here with jimmy happy january 6th chris happy january 6th i'm surprised this isn't a federal holiday <laughs> oh wait a minute oh, is it july or is it january that's <laughs> all jb just confused it up yeah i mean just like i mean just like his uh what was it what was his gaff yesterday 20 20 000 fentanyl pills can kill a thousand americans yeah. yeah. So twenty. Let me just just so I'm clear. Twenty thousand pills can kill a thousand Americans. Hmm. Hmm. That doesn't sound like fentanyl's as strong as they've been saying. No, that's a little <laughs> bit confusing. Yeah. Anyway, hey, he's finally going to the border. Is he? Yes, he's finally uh, making he, a trip. Just prior to, I think he just got lost. Just prior to him going to actual Mexico, he's going to take a trip to the border. But funny enough, uh, they were reporting this morning he's going to El Paso. And, you know, the mayor of El Paso, who's a Democrat, uh, filed a state of emergency uh, a couple of weeks ago because of the influx of illegal immigrants. Well, conveniently enough, the president announces he's going to El Paso. So guess what they're doing? What's that? They're busing oh. all the illegals out of that part of El Paso and cleaning up the area where the president's going to be visiting. <laughs> That's uh, well, I mean. <laughs> there's a there's news reports this morning showing them fucking kicking all the all the illegals out of the area. Yeah, so all the cameras don't catch right, all exactly. the overcrowding and exactly and craziness and the trash yeah. and the the shit and everything else that they're leaving all over the place and the you know scummy conditions that they're having to live in because you know we have an open border and you know they're just gonna let them fucking hang out in the streets all day. Uh, but yeah, we can't let the president see that because you know if he sees reality, then you know he might have to he might have to go away from his progressive policies, and you know, we couldn't have that. No way. Yeah. No. Actually, yeah. I'm mean, I, I'm sure that's exactly what it is. You know, he's, the cameras can't see it because then everyone else will actually see it, not right. just him seeing it, but everyone else will see right. it. And uh, yeah. If if the mainstream media outside of Fox News actually even travels to El Paso to cover his visit there, it just doesn't even make any sense because even until very recently, uh, uh, Democrats were also on board with having a secure border. They just kind of disagreed well, with how to do it. I uh, just yeah, the election's over. There's not another election for two years. So you know the big the big thing for Biden's purposes are. You know, he's getting ready to go to a trip to Mexico next week or the week after, something like that. So, and he's going, and shockingly, guess what he's going to ask the Mexican president for? Money for a wall? Remain in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, the, to, yeah. Remain in Mexico. He's going to ask him to turn, to prevent the caravans from coming through Mexico's southern border. And then the ones that get through to hold them in Mexico. Where have we heard that before? Where was that? Where was that policy before? Because mm. I seem to remember that somebody else implemented that, but when they did, they were labeled like a racist. Yeah, I was gonna and, say I knew and, I knew somebody else was fighting yeah. against that. Who was that? I can't remember. 
where, where that <laughs> where that where that ideas come from so the other part of it is and biden announcing his big uh you know because b- the border is obviously important now for some strange again the other reason that it's important is he's about to announce officially that he's going to be running again in 2024 so he's got to get out ahead of these major issues that are going to prevent him from getting reelected. The border being one of them. Um, but the other thing that that he came out with with his his plan, him him and his borders are Kamala Harris. Their part of their border plan was they've created an app. So this person in South America can log into this app and apply for asylum from the app instead of coming to the country and then we'll call you when your when your court date is mm-hmm. up and you then you can come but when it, you know if you come to a port of entry and you fill out that app and you have a court date we're going to let you in to me that well that defeats the whole purpose of asylum absolutely because you must not be somewhere safe right. if you're if you're applying for asylum right. you must have fear for your life right and so if you are where you are and you, you can't be applying for asylum in the United States if you're not, I mean, while you're in Mexico and you're not like from Mexico or being threatened in Mexico. Well, it doesn't matter because they don't follow our law as it's written anyway, because the, our law as it's written is if you cross through another country to get to the United States, yeah. you have to apply for asylum in the first country right. outside of your country. So they already disregard uh, the law as it is. But so, you know, whatever Biden's trying to accomplish, I can't imagine. So there's not any incentive for Mexico to want to keep people there. So what are they going to do? We're just going to offer them more money and stuff, you know, to keep their people. Hey, we'll we'll pay for it. Well, and quite, quite frankly, the cartels are running the border, not the government. So you can go and ask the government right. for anything you want. They have zero control. And that's probably what will happen is the government will continue. Yeah, yeah, sure. We'll help with that. And we'll keep them here. Anybody who comes here, we'll keep them here. And we'll take your the, the bribes and money that to do it. But then they're still yeah. going to come anyway. Well, so in 2019, uh, El Chapo, the big, drug, right. the big drug king, his son was arrested in 2019. And... The you know the Mexican government the federal federales mm-hmm. uh, arrested him, and the cartels started basically laying waste to the <laughs> fucking city, burning it and shooting people and gunfights and all kinds of shit in the streets. So they released him. Right, this is El Chapo's son. So yesterday, they arrested him again for drug trafficking and all this shit, mm. and sure enough. As soon as they arrested him, yeah. you know they 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 moved him from uh, Sinaloa, where he's where he resides, um, to Mexico City, uh, but the cartel just started like gangbusters, like <laughs> burning shit and blowing shit up again, and, and and all that just because he was arrested. So, you know, the government has no control. That's in Mexico. pretty wild. Yeah, um, it's it's the wild west down there, <laughs> which I guess you know. I mean, if that's the way you want to live your lives, I, I mean, it's whatever. But, um, and you know, it's not like the Democrats aren't pushing our society kind of back to the same thing. You know, you can, you know, free to do what you want as long as you agree with us. And 
you know, do it in the streets and, you know, Antifa and BLM, they can fucking burn and destroy anything they want. Well, yeah, I mean, they're trying to make all law enforcement kind of quit their jobs. Right. So, so who's going to run it, you know? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with this, uh, this border visit. It's going to be interesting. It will be interesting now that I think about it to see who actually covers it. Because hmm. I'd be willing to bet that the mainstream media doesn't even show up. Yeah. Um, they might. I mean, obviously, the White House press corps is going to be there, but they don't have photographers. They're just they're journalists. They just walk around and, you know, if they can record it on their phone, I guess they would. But and Fox will be there because they've been in El Paso, yeah. you know, filming the filming the border since day one. Um, and they're the only ones. Uh, but you have seen. Um, I say a slight, a very slight uptick in the amount of elected Democrats that are criticizing the border policy. Most of them are mayors uh, and governors of states that are border, that are on the border because the influx is killing them. And then, of course, you have the, you know, New York City mayor and um, the Chicago mayor, you know, throwing a shit fit that illegals are getting sent to their cities. But they're not really complaining about the policy. They're complaining that the people are getting sent there. Yep. Um, so yeah, too bad. <laughs> too bad. So sad for you. Um, yeah, we'll see. Another obviously big issue that's going on and we may have resolution to it tonight. Hmm. It's at, uh, you know, 11, 11 o'clock or so tonight. Uh, obviously Monday, I'm sorry, Tuesday, cause Monday was a holiday. Uh, Tuesday, the 118th Congress, uh, began uh, but it hasn't really begun even though time-wise it's begun um legislatively and any kind of get anything done type shit is not getting done because the republicans who took over majority in the house have not yet uh, elected a speaker of the house what are your thoughts on this whole? Oh, well, that's an interesting, it, you know, I, I don't know enough about what goes into it um, and, you know, why it occurs when it occurs. I understand that uh, that the Republicans, you know, are going to be replacing the Democrats as a majority. Right. And um, they, they need a majority leader, which I guess, I don't know, I guess there's the a difference speaker. between the majority leader and the speaker. Yes. Um, Two different positions, right? But there ultimately needs to be a speaker of the house. So, well, there ha the thing is, is there has to be a speaker of the house because the speaker of a the speaker of the house's job is to set the legislative agenda. They're the only person who can set a legislative agenda in the house. So, if you have no speaker of the house, you have no committees. Mm -hmm. you, you have no appointed committee chairs because the speaker of the house uh, appoints the committee chairs. Um, you have no makeup of committees so you don't know how many people are on each committee um that's all the function of the speaker of the house so without a speaker of the house the house can take no legislative action yeah so first things first you have to have a speaker of the house so let's i'm curious a little bit about some backstory but mm -hmm. mccarthy has been the leader of the republicans he has been the minority leader minority yes. leader uh, which obviously doesn't ensure that you will be elected the speaker correct if your time you know if that opportunity occurs um but 
a large majority, at least at least a large number of the Republican populace mm-hmm. want him. Uh, don't want him. Also, a large number, not maybe not a majority, don't want him. Well, two hundred and one from day one have wanted him, and twenty have not. Yeah, you're. T- I'm talking about. You're talking about the population. Yes. Of, uh, you're not talking about Congress. You're talking yeah. about people. Well, and I would even yeah, and I and I would argue the number is probably higher within Congress mm-hmm. that don't want him, but they figure they need to do it exa- exactly for the reason that you said to go ahead and get the agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, their their Republican priorities uh, underway. Go, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. underway. Um, but that's being held up because, but, but let's get to the reason why. And that's because several Republicans don't think that he is capable of handling the right priorities that, that conservatives, um, you know, are value. Well, the big, the big thing is I understand it. And this is more the Matt Gates. So Matt Gates from Florida and, uh, Bobert from Colorado. My understanding is, is their biggest issue is when Pelosi was speaker, there was, there's a rule that had been in place where basically it didn't take a lot of people from the caucus to vacate the chair. In other words, you know, attempt to get rid of the speaker if they brought they brought something to the floor that the cock that the caucus didn't agree with or tried to push a legislative agenda that the caucus didn't agree with, they could actually go and have them removed as speaker. Well, Pelosi removed that mm-hmm. when she became speaker because she didn't want to deal with it. And she didn't have popularity with it, even within her own caucus. Mm. I mean, they elected her, but she was on fucking thin ice. So she removed that rule. Well, the Freedom Caucus, Bober Gay. Uh, Gates, uh, Donald, uh, and there's a Byron Donald, is that what, yeah, is that from Florida as well. Yeah, yeah. um, and uh, I can't forget, there's a couple other ones, yeah. Um, you know, part of what they wanted is they wanted they, here, uh, here's a couple things that they wanted one, they wanted that rule put back in place, and they wanted it so they wanted it initially. They asked for you know, it would take five people to put that to uh, put that in action. They wanted the rule put back in place and they wanted it to be five congressmen who could, if five congressmen said, yes, I want this to happen, then they would go through the process. Then they switched it to one. He, he conceded to the five, but then they switched it to one where one congressman can say, I want to challenge the speaker of the house to have him removed. And that caused some issues where, yeah. you know, he McCarthy didn't, initially and I don't, i'm not even sure he has now that they i'm not even sure they've gone to the one now um but that was that issue but the other thing that they the other thing that they are contesting is that they want bills to come as individual bills so like this um, this big omni, om, bleh, omnibus i always fucking say that wrong yeah. omnibus bill that got passed at fucking 10 o'clock at night yep <laughs> right before christmas you know, it, you know, 10 o'clock at night, right before Christmas, nobody's paying attention. So we're going to pass $1.7 trillion in omnibus spending that has absolutely nothing to do with anybody in this country is going to fucking reap any benefit from. Because uh, it's a hodgepodge of like 35 different bills smashed into one 
and just pass it all. Um, you know, and it's obviously the Democrats no did that. The Democrats did that on purpose. They knew that they had a week left before they were not in charge anymore, and they still have the Senate. So, of course, if the House passes it and sends it to the Senate, Chucky Boy Schumer is just going to push that right through the Senate and get it passed, and then Biden's going to sign it, which he did. Yep. Um, so the other thing that they want changed is they want they want assurances that the one your the bills cannot be. The bills cannot be voted on before 72 hours from their release from their release date. So if somebody brings a bill to the floor like this omnibus, it showed up at six o'clock at night and they voted on it at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. No, it's 4,000 pages. Who read it? Yeah. Nobody. Nobody knows what's in that damn thing. Cause they didn't read it. They just voted on it, accepted it, and and which by the way, Kevin McCarthy voted for it. Um, and pushed it through, and, and and it went through, and nobody even knows what's in it fully. Well, I'm sure they do now because it actually had time. So, so one of the rules they wanted is if legislation is proposed, no vote can be held until it's been at least 72 hours, so three days, three legislative days from a bill's introduction to a vote. I'm okay with that because that means people might actually fucking read it. And actually might know what's in it. Um, another thing that they're uh, that they're asking for is uh, what is it? I just had it in my head, and now I'm now I'm completely drawing a blank on it. They want uh, I I can't remember. I, I'll have to I'll think about it and remember. But um, there's a couple other things that they're asking for um, that make that make sense. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's not like what they're asking for is uh, insanity. Right. Um, they're asking for individual bills. They're asking for the ability to challenge the speaker if he's bringing legislative agendas that the caucus doesn't want um, to be challenged uh, and a few other things. And, and none of them are insane. Having said that. And, and, and oh, by the way, you know, the Democrats are celebrating and making this out to be this huge thing that that uh, Hakeem Jeffries, you know, was getting, oh, he's getting 212 votes. He's getting more votes. than Yeah, he still lost just as many times as Kevin McCarthy did. Right. You, guess what? You still lost in 212. There's only one number that matters, and that number is 218. Mm -hmm. And Hakeem Jeffries is never going to get 218. Um, and moving forward a little bit, McCarthy's up to 214 uh, today. Um, so you, that, that whole rant went away really fast. As soon as he got 214, there was two Republican congressmen who were not in the house today that voted, have voted for him every time. So that gives him 216. He needs 218. So he's got to, he's got to convince two out of the six. Two Democrats, you mean? No, Republicans. Oh, that voted for who? Jeffries? No, no, no. Two Republicans that voted for McCarthy were not in the house today. Oh, tracking. Yeah. So he would. He actually had two hundred and sixteen. Oh, so they couldn't vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So tonight, that's why they. That's why they adjourned until ten o'clock tonight. Yeah. Because they both fly back in at like eight, eight thirty, nine o'clock tonight. So they'll be there to vote. So they're using this time from when they adjourn this afternoon to ten o'clock tonight to try to convince two of the six mm. who are who still refuse to. I think that'll. I mean, I think that'll be. I think that'll be doable primarily because of the trend. Right. 
So, you know, because initially, in the yeah, first, yesterday it was 20. In the first few votes, we saw a trend of him losing more votes. Right. Um, I personally thought that was good. Yeah. I think that was great. I think that them moving away, I don't think McCarthy should be Speaker of the House. I, I wanted to see uh, something else change there. However, it, I was getting a little bit concerned, and perhaps this is why. I guess I'll, I'll just ask you, why do you think now we're seeing a trend the other way back to Because McCarthy? there's 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 framework. So they've been negotiating, um, and there's a framework in place to give them maybe not absolutely everything that they wanted, but enough mm -hmm. where they're, and, and in particular, the one I talked about was the ability for five, for five congressmen in the caucus to challenge him at any point in time to have him removed as speaker mm -hmm. for that, that rule being put back into place was huge for them because, you know, it's the freedom caucus. And I mean, you can call them the alt-right, of the Congress, you can call them whatever you want, but they, uh, Chip Roy, he's one of the other ones. Um, but he voted for McCarthy today. Mm. Um, but those are the concessions that they wanted in place to ensure that there's a way to hold McCarthy accountable as speaker. Because again, Pelosi made sure that there was absolutely no way that she was going to be held accountable as speaker she was just going to be able to do whatever the hell she wanted without any fear from her own you know because had that been in place the squad could have at any point in time challenged to have her removed not that she would have been but they could have challenged and that causes headaches for the speaker yeah um now what i will say um is, so so anyway that's the that's the crux of why i think the shift started to happen because that was a concession that he made publicly finally um that that would that that rule would be put back in place now nothing has been obviously the the rules committee has not because there is no rules committee right now because there's no mm -hmm. there's no committees um so we'll see how that changes if he gets to 18 and then yeah it's weird because the, that's why i don't like this but with a slim majority the slim majority that the Republicans have, if he reneges on, on that thing, he's got 20 people in the Freedom Caucus that aren't going to vote for shit he brings to the floor, which means he's not going to get anything passed, which means they're going to vote with the Democrats. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, again, the... the, the yeah, that doesn't help them. Like it, it doesn't. Well, it depends on your perspective because the Freedom Caucus's perspective is if you bring X, Y, and Z to the floor... That's not going to help the American people. We're never going to vote for that. Yeah. So from their perspective, that does, that slim majority does help. Um, so they have a backup plan, but what they want is him to acknowledge that he he's going to have the ability to be held accountable. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens after. I, I my sneaking suspicion is he's going to get the two eighteen tonight, uh, and and so he'll be the speaker of the house. And then he's not going to get Gates and he's not going to get Boebert. Gates stood up this morning and said, you're not going to get my vote today. You're not going to get my vote tomorrow. You're not going to get my vote next week. You're not going to get my vote next month. You're not going to get my vote next year. <laughs> so Gates is out. We, yeah. we know that he's not. Boebert, I think she nominated Jim Jordan again. 
oh, really? today or something. And then Jim Jordan ended up getting the six votes that. Yeah, I was I, I was interested to see because I only keep track of it kind of off and on, but I was surprised that they switched away from their other nominees. And, and you know, I guess they're switching around their nominees. Well, Jim Jordan uh, has much. So first of all, Donald is it Donald or Donald's? I think it's Byron Donald's. Donald's, yes, from Florida. He's a freshman congressman. Mm. So putting him up as a for speaker of the house when he's been there for like a year and a half. I don't, I don't know enough about why I, I don't, I don't necessarily care. I mean, just like Donald Trump, I think well, I don't somebody either. who is less involved in politics. <laughs> uh, and I think that, you know, they're actually better off in these political positions. Sure. And I don't disagree with that, but historically, I don't think there's ever been a, ever been somebody elected as, as speaker of the house that has been there less than 10 years. Yeah. So it's just not as a freshman yeah. congressman, you, you stand virtually zero chance. Of, yeah. I just, I, I think you're, I think they would have had a better shot at kind of shifting people to a better candidate like mm -hmm. Jim Jordan. Yeah. Well, Jim Jordan would have been a more of a consensus. Yeah. Uh, the freedom caucus would have voted for him. Right. Uh, and this would have been over, two days ago. The problem is, is Jim Jordan has already come out and told them publicly, do not vote for me. I do not want the job. <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> well, but even if he was elected, yeah. even if he got the 218, he would turn it down. Mm. He would not be speaker. He refused. He doesn't. He wants to be the chairman of the Judiciary Committee because he, he's been intimately involved yeah. in, in all of these, you know, investigations that we've had over the last two or four years or six years or however long back you want to go that the uh, Democrats have been in. So he knows all the players. He knows all the all the stuff that wasn't included in all the witnesses that weren't included in these investigations uh, and all that. So he is hell-bent on being the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. Um, oh, that was one of the other things the Freedom Caucus wanted. They wanted um, seats on the Rules Committee. So I think there's nine... I think there's nine positions, nine Republican positions or 10 Republicans, and they wanted four or five of them. Mm. Um, I'm not sure they got that concession, but I mean, again, that's just another fail safe for them that if you renege on anything yeah. you said, we're going to have we're going to have a bunch of people on the rules committee that are going to be able to try to push this the way we want it to go. I'm still just kind of surprised, like why, <coughs> why the majority is still sticking with McCarthy. I mean, I'm sure there's a whole lot of politics politics behind sure. it, um, that. But so he, you know, not for nothing. And, you know, I guess policy wise, you can have disagreements, um, you know, things he's voted for that they're not happy about and things he didn't vote for that they're not happy about. But one thing that he did do, uh, particularly over the last from in 2015 and today, is he's raised a shit ton of money for their campaigns. Five of the people that were are voting against him, he dumped like two or three million dollars a piece into their campaigns for them to win this year. Mm. Um, and very, very close. Bober only won. She only won her race by like 0.25%, like not even a whole percent. And he dumped like $1.5 million into her, her campaign like in the last week to get her over the top. 
so you're you're providing an answer but you're not compelling me because a financial incentive mm -hmm. to me is just corruption well I, but it, that but the whole thing is corrupt i mean yeah you have to have that if you want to be successful at all well in the in congress they've come very close to showing that you don't i mean uh, you know otherwise we're shifting away the fact that they there was pushback and there was potential yeah. we we are reaching what historic levels of you know um uh, in this in this election to showing that there's pushback from the in, push back to the establishment like yeah which is what we need well and that's what we can use moving forward but i think in i think in words yes but in action no because we there was more money spent on this election this past election cycle than any other election cycle in history and it was a midterm i'm talking about this this speaker election because of how many votes we've gone through like they're 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 not caving they weren't caving it's taken yeah what, four how days how Three, many, yeah, four how, days, i don't yeah. know how many votes uh i think tonight will be 12. and that's i mean more than the last yeah 10 was like 18 yeah something 20, <laughs> yeah something, 1800 something i don't remember the exact very very long time ago um, like that's unprecedented so um yeah i think there are there is signs of that 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 we can look forward to but if it doesn't win, then it just falls right back into the political establishment yeah. that we're used to. And, you know, uh, it is not good for anybody. Yeah. Hey, we got to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to finish this conversation and we're probably going to let you go a little bit early. This first one, we don't want to get you too deep. <laughs> yeah, we don't want we don't want to get you thinking too hard the first week of January. So we'll be right back. All right. We are back. All right, so getting off the kind of boring, kind of boring ass political shit. Yeah, it's garbage. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like the never ending fucking story sometimes. Uh, you know, we got to talk about it because it, it is important because it does affect absolutely everybody in the country. Yeah. But uh, let's talk a little bit about Damar Hamlin. Uh, for those, I, I, and I can't imagine there's a whole lot of people who don't know who Damar Hamlin is at this point. Yeah. Um, he was the safety for the Bills that uh, collapsed on the field last week. Uh, well, the, the NFL has, want, first and foremost, um, it appears that he's uh, recovering pretty well yeah. uh, from, from his injury. We still don't, I don't think they've actually come out and said what they think caused it. No, uh, that which is very surprising to me because, you know. Or what they suspect anyway. I don't even know if they know. Yeah, like what? I guess, or really what is, I guess, his current condition, I guess, or what is affecting his current condition is what I'm trying to get right. at. Um, you know, what is his complication that, yeah, you know, what, yeah. what is his physical right. inhibitor And of course, right that's private, of course, you know, that's private medical sure. uh, information and they may share it, they may not. Uh, I'm sure at some point, you know, once he's made an adequate amount of recovery they may probably come out and talk about that but uh for now they're not um which i'm fine with it doesn't matter you know obviously he had some sort of affliction and it affected him pretty severely um to the point where you know they had to perform cpr on him for and aed him save twice his and save his yeah. life uh, which by the way it was actually not the team doctor that 
uh, is being credited with saving his life on the field. It's the team trainer. Mm. Um, so the team trainer is the one who went out there and immediately started CPR. Absolutely. I mean, um, you can't give enough props to to him and that team. Yeah. The, the team of medical staff that took care of him that quickly. Yeah, they, they had they had instant recognition. Yeah, they literally saved his life. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have died right there on the field. Uh, no yeah. doubt if they didn't act as quickly as they did and as well as they did. So props to them for sure. Um, so the, uh, and, and now, like I said, he's showing, uh, very positive signs of recovery. Um, I think today, uh, they reported that yesterday he called in, he video called into the team meeting, um, and he's able to talk, uh, and all that. And the very first question, the very first question he asked, Demar Halen is, yeah. He's able to like yeah. have a conversation and yes. video call. Yeah, I did not hear that yeah. much. Oh, yep. He called into the team meeting, and you know when they no way. Yep. Um. So he and he's very, making very rapid make, improvement. Very rapid improvement, and uh, I think one of their bigger concerns was um, uh, cognitive abilities because yeah. he was you know you know and obviously if you stop breathing you're without oxygen and that's yeah. what causes potential brain damage and all that um but cognitively he was able to hold a conversation he was able <laughs> excuse me he was able to talk to him and apparently when he came to the first thing he asked was if they won the game yeah and he, i mean he <laughs> even had to write that as a response uh, he yeah, yeah he, he wasn't talk. speaking he couldn't yet. talk right yeah I, well I he had a he had a uh yeah breathing tube, breathing tube yeah. down his throat so right. he couldn't talk anyway no i think i think his his recovery and probably why it's so rapid now is because they had to essentially put him in a medically induced coma Correct. to, and I guess prevent further damage. Right. But I think once they've seen these positive signs, they're able to take him back out of that and kind of let him, they, they can tell that his body is going to function on its own. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, he's made those positive strides. Um, and so good, you know, everyone, everyone, I haven't talked to anybody who's not happy that this kid, you know, 24 year old kid is what he is, um, is is recovering. Um, that doesn't mean, you know, he's going to play football again. Uh, we don't know. We yeah. don't know what the... Yeah, I guess it depends on if he had suffered any long-term damage right. but, or if he has some underlying condition that um, it makes him susceptible to this. But I think I think we'll see him back out there. Right. I hope so. That's my guess. I hope so. I mean, I, I didn't know a lot about him before this happened. I mean, obviously, no. obviously yeah. he's good enough where he's a starting player in the NFL. Yeah. So he's he's obviously a good player. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but yeah, hope hope that uh, hope. Well, that... I'm glad it was just it, essentially it was just a freak thing, mm-hmm. nobody's fault. Right. It was just a freak accident. Yeah, and that was kind of the disappointing part about this is like you know T Higgins, yeah, who's the guy who the re- the receiver that you know was involved in the the hit, the, yeah. the hit with him. Um, you know this guy's getting like fucking death threats. T Higgins is getting like death threats and e- you know emails and online posts and stuff. People are just fucking ignorant. Well, I find that hard to believe. And honestly, what I think uh, we can get into some of the other political aspects to it, but you know, there's always going to be some backlash. There's always going to be people talking trash about stuff that they know nothing about. Because yeah, just don't watch even it. Know. Yeah, because just watch it. They probably did, but they didn't. They <laughs> they didn't. They watched it. They saw a headline, which is the same idiots that are saying like, oh, it was because of his vaccine. Right. No, it's but because yeah. they didn't even know what happened. Right. They just heard, oh, a 24-year-old. Collapsed on the field. Collapse, yeah, collapsed on the field. Right. So they said something stupid like that. But that's who right. it is. They're not, it's not just like, oh, conservatives are jumping on that. It's idiots who don't know what they're talking about talking. Right. And that's the problem with the internet is too many people 
can share their opinion who don't deserve an opinion when you're not educated yeah, at all. Inform yourself. Yeah. If you're going to give your opinion, at least give a fucking informed yeah, opinion. And, and acknowledge when, and we can acknowledge that it's, this is an uninformed opinion. Ignore, you know, yeah, exactly. that kind of a thing. But, you know, but the, the other part of this is the NFL has come out and said that they're not going to, they're not going to play the bills Bengals game. So that game is done. It does. Basically it didn't happen. They declared it a no contest. Right. It basically never happened. Um, so that has huge implications, uh, for the season, uh, for the playoffs. Um, and the big thing is, is the, uh, you know, it looks like the way it's going to shake out is the Kansas city chiefs are going to get the number one seed, which means they get the buy first week. And then if the bills win or the Bengals win, the neck that that game that would be against Kansas City will be at a neutral field. Um, and that's big. Uh, yeah. you know, you hear all the time home field advantage. The whole reason that you try to try to have the best record in your division is or the best record in your league is to get that by in the first round and home field advantage. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if this. I don't know if I like. Well, here's my, here's my deal, as I, I I agree with the league in this in this situation. Uh, for if if you're not going to play the game, if you're not going to mm-hmm. play the game, I, f- I feel like this is the only option they could do, um, and it's the fair. Yes, if somebody loses home field advantage, which it was at best. Uh, a hope that they would have home field advantage. It's not taking it away from somebody that definitely deserved it. Mm. Uh, so I think that they're doing it the best, most equal way. And it is what it is. No matter what, you know, you still have a chance to win the game no matter where you play. Well, and you still have to beat every other team. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you are able to do that, then you're able to do that. And there's a lot of circumstances that could work out to where this doesn't necessarily play a factor into it. Here's, here's where I have heartburn with it the league didn't make the decision for that. And, and, you know, I'm not saying this because, you know, of what happened to him, but we have injuries on the field all the time. We've seen people get paralyzed. Shannon Sharp even talked about watching his brother Mm -hmm. be temporarily paralyzed on the field during a game. Uh, We've had Joe Theismann. We've had, uh, who was the other Washington quarterback that got his leg broken um, half alex jones i mean uh, and, alex jones <laughs> alex smith alex smith um you know he almost died as a result yeah. of that injury yeah um and they didn't and they they finished the game my problem is the league is not the one who made the determination not to finish that game that night it was the teams it was the teams uh yes it was the teams i agree the league the league makes the call though on like whether or not the the game will be played again or how you know how right but the played. league that night wanted the game to be played perhaps no absolutely well no not absolutely uh, I, I think so uh, I, there's there's some reputation to that but uh, here's my unpopular opinion <laughs> is well i agree while i agree with the game being canceled that night because somebody's life is in jeopardy it you can't compare it to another injury i think mm. because if somebody, uh, you know, somebody broke their leg or whatever, you, 
Well, but a broken neck that causes paralysis on the field, and then you play the rest of the game. That's that could potentially be a fatality. It could be, but what what case are we talking about here? Uh, I can't remember the dude. Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, or the the Ryan. Are, was are you talking Bengals? about the Ryan Shazier, the the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers? Maybe I believe? it might have been. I think, but I think in those scenarios, I don't re- recall them exactly, but they. There was no fear that somebody was possibly dying from the injury. I think that they were awake during, you know, yeah. they, they didn't even know that they were paralyzed. They were awake, and so they play on without without real question of life or death. I think in this situation, they were very concerned that this guy may have lost his life and that I, I don't think that, that there's justification to continue the game. Now, however, at the moment, you know, essentially that you, you find out if they get a call – that evening and said he's stabilized mm-hmm. he's awake you play that game yeah to me you play yeah. that game yeah oh and i think the and the day that we find out that he's on the road to recovery no more threat of his lo- losing his life you play that game yeah. i still think they should play the game yeah uh, they needed to do it as soon the as problem possible. is the problem is in particular in particular with it's in particular with football because of the physical nature of the game, I don't see if you wait two days, it's impossible to fit that game in because you Perhaps, can't play yeah. you can't yeah. play two games within a four day span. You just can't do it. Well, those players, I, I I don't necessarily agree with that. I think they can. I think it would be tough, and they're at a, tough. they're at a disadvantage. But they're at a disadvantage because they, like you said, they chose, they chose to not yeah. play that game. That's why I think, and like you said. The rest of the teams and the rest of the NFL didn't choose to cancel that game. Right. They did. So the teams that should be put at a disadvantage are those teams. And yeah. that's just the way the cookie yeah. crumbles in that case. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Through no fault sucks. of anybody. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's the just, reality it's of the, the reality situation. situation yeah. um, and so, I don't know. Uh, let us know what you think. Because that, that's an interesting and that's a very hot topic. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for... Uh, so f- I'll, I'll just give you an example. You know, it it affects, uh, you know, some big money fantasy football stuff too. So there's a there's a lot of people that are that are potentially losing out uh, yeah, significant I- amount of money. Now I'll give you, you know, I'm in a, like a little peewee um, fantasy football league, and our uh, our that was that was going to decide the championship for our league that game. Um, and so now it can't. Um, fortunately, the two people that were playing in it um, have agreed to just split mm-hmm. the first and second place uh, money amounts right. equally. I think that your situation was a little bit different than my situation because I was in the finals in my league and I actually won because of mm-hmm. this case. But I also was projected to win in the first right. place. Going into that game, in all likelihood, I was going to win that game. Right. And I there was very very slim chance that i was going to lose that game so given the stats that they defaulted to and the nfl's decision that they're not going to play the game yeah i I was declared the winner yep however i think in your situation the person that was winning was projected to lose by a lot by 20 points right it was in all likelihood yeah because the guy on the other team the guy he was playing against had allen diggs and knox yeah you know the two biggest targets in the quarterback for the for the bills um, and so he was projected to gain a good 
50 points yeah. that night. There's a very fair chance that, that they were going to win that game no matter what. Right. So, 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 yeah. So that, that I understand that that's how that played out. Um, it's different in other scenarios, and it did have a lot of play, uh, implications. So what's your league going to do? We declared. You're um, the winner? I, I sh- not we. The commissioner declared that I was the winner. Yeah. <laughs> Are you the commissioner? I, I don't know. No, I'm not the commissioner. <laughs> I do not. I, I am biased for sure. Obviously, yeah. I want to win, but I, and, but I can justify that because. Yeah. No, it makes sense. To me, we're leaning on what the actual results were. Yeah. Um, so, but I honestly, though, I want to, I do want to make a point mm-hmm. because we hear these players, NFL players, talking about wa- them being warriors. And right. I'm sorry, you don't get that title. Right. Don't give me this crap. You can't play a game because your fellow player got injured. I, I understand it, but. You're not a warrior, right? Because because when some yeah, when a on warrior, the battlefield, when a warrior goes down <laughs> a battle, you no matter what, you got to keep fighting. Yeah, and you, it's not even no matter what; it's you keep fighting. Yeah, like it's not even a second thought. You keep fighting, right? Yeah, you, or you, you yeah. join him. You perish. <laughs> yeah. So no, I just yeah no, and and I hopefully the next time somebody tries to use that uh, that uh, well, it, it it just saw it after the show the the coverage immediately after the injury and everyone they have to preface every statement just like it's they're so afraid of being called insensitive right by not saying every two seconds we're our well our only concern is about the health of the player yes i understand that we got it we right. all agree we right. all agree he the in that case we're playing they're playing a game right they're playing a game the priority is the health and safety of the players totally agree with that you don't need to say it every two seconds right we got it, and but don't compare yourself right. to warriors because there is no comparison. No, no, they do go out there and they do risk their life. That agreed. Yeah. Um, but they're at at the drop of an injury or something like that, they quit. Yeah. They quit fighting. Yeah. So yeah, they're not the same. I'm right there with you. But I I I do appreciate them, and I'm uh, that they we're fans. We watch yeah, them. Yeah, we yeah, enjoy the games. Yeah, I appreciate that they're willing to do that. But I I you know I would. I'd be willing to do that for a couple, a couple million, million dollars as well. <laughs> uh, you know, if I, if that was offered to me, yeah. I don't think anybody, very few people are going to turn that down. Right. Not as many people are going to sign, sign their name on the dotted line to go serve their country. Right. Um, as they, for were, nothing, you know, for nothing, virtually yeah. nothing. Uh, so yeah. So, Hey, hot topic. Uh, if you guys want to chime in and, uh, and give us your thoughts on it, you know, uh, think we're right. Think we're wrong. Agree. Disagree. Don't care. You can send us an email. AG podcast 13 at yahoo.com. That's AG podcast one three at yahoo.com. Hit us up and we will talk to you on episode two next Tuesday of trash talking Tuesday. We'll talk to you then.